welcome viewers, no, listeners, that's the one. Um, you are here with your hostess, Mr. Budget Pilchup, and we are doing a very special podcast today. It is um, a, a strange location, we're sat in a car outside of the uh, the London Guitar Show. Uh, you're here with your host, Mr. Budget Pilchup. You are also here with Mr. Lee. Hello. Hello, Lee. Hello. I'm actually here with you. This is weird. Listen to this. Ah, you bastard! I'm hitting him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. And we are here with a with a new new chap. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Will Powell. Uh, I am doing some editing stuff for you guys, but also today at the show, I presented a couple videos with you. So that was fun. That you did. Yeah. Will was the lucky winner of the Cali seventy six a couple of episodes back, and it just so happened when I put a shout out for an editor, Will hit us up and said, "Oh yeah, do you know what? I do that too." So. Um, here we are. Yeah, yeah, man. It's all very incestuous, but a uh, little bit. But that's the guitar community all together, isn't it? We are quite close in this car. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit we're, close. All, we're all looking at the microphone, so it's almost like we're all staring at each other as well, <laughs> lovingly into each other's eyes. Indeed. I usually have the uh, the good fortune of not being able to smell Lee, which is much nicer. Yeah, but sorry. We are all guitar show fresh, aren't we? So. Sorry, yeah. sorry, not lots sorry. Of, lots of walking was done. Yeah, so um, let's let's talk about the uh, the show itself. Um, what were our experiences of it, guys? Um, what what did you what did you think uh, of the show? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, so I've been to this brand of show before. I went to the Aintree showing of uh, okay. uh, this show. Uh, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Uh, yeah. No, it was at Olympia before, and which started off the day. It was quite quiet. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Whenever people complain about Nam, they're yeah. like. Oh man, yeah. it's so it's loud, la- you can't it's hear louder anything. than God. And then we started filming, and then yeah. someone kicks up like the 412 yeah. in the background, and you're like, come on, dude, seriously? Yeah, it was, it really was like that. So we, we were literally saying just before we started filming the first film, oh, it's, it's really nice and quiet, weren't we? You know, yeah. it's, it's like most people are listening through headphones, you can hear yourself think. That was my arm hitting the head and the armrest. Sorry, listener. Um, but the. Um, yeah, as soon as we started recording, it was like, oh, look, by the way. And we had the other recording, didn't we, where the guy, you know, we were still recording, and he opened up his, um, his guitar but right at the end, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, one of the ones we'll probably talk about, one of the um, oddities of the show that we saw. Yeah. Yeah, it's just right at the end of the video, he was just like, Dah! and you're like... Really? Okay. All right, man. It's, it's like you. he was almost touching us. He was that close. Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, you can see we were doing the demo as he, well. He even spoke to the other guy during the demo, uh, so he knew we were doing it. It wasn't. Yeah, he like... just didn't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> he was. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Lee, how about you? How, what do you think of the What do you think of the show? So we went last year um, at the Olympia. That was that was great fun. Uh, this year was the layout was better because last year was a little bit higgledy piggledy. It was a bit like a maze. Uh, it was difficult to get round, and the stalls were kind of like the gaps between the stalls were very very tight. So you, if you wanted to look at a stall, you more or less got in someone's way. Yeah. Uh, whereas this year, you know, there was plenty of room. Uh, wasn't as big as I was hoping, but it was quality over quantity. I think. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so my my comparison is the uh, the Birmingham guitar shows, which I do a lot of because it's really local. So this one was a bit more of a jaunt for me. Long, local show for local people. That's it. <laughs> local, <laughs> local show, local people. Um, so yeah, I mean my comparison is that, and and in in my notes here, I've got the the fact that um, it touches on what Lee was saying about how. Um, how it it was quite open and air like airy in comparison um because the Birmingham guitar show is is pretty much like a flea market um and because of that the noise levels are absolutely massive it is it's absolutely immense and they 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 enforce a strict uh quiet quiet time every every about half hour for your own sanity um, didn't really need that here, did they? It was that yeah. in place. That rule was in place. Yeah, but it wasn't really required, apart from on a couple of occasions. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. And it, it seemed that it was that like the little klaxon was only ever used um, as a as a kind of pre warning. I didn't even realise there was one. Yeah, there was little, that was what the beeping was. Wasn't yeah, it? little horn. Kind oh, of horn. that's what that was. I thought yeah. it was some sort of weird effect. I was looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at how do I make my guitar sound like a megaphone? <laughs> yeah, get a megaphone. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So, um, so we've got a couple of questions uh, to kind of to lead this podcast, haven't we? And and Lee, you've got the, the questions in front of you. Do you want to do you want to kick us off? So, um, what was there that you wanted to buy? Ooh, um, do you want to? Wanna... Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we were we were walking past the Dunlop booth and and. There's something for me about like simple, super dirt, simple pedals and like going through all the ones um, and we were like, oh man, that Distortion Plus though. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the dumbest, simplest circuit, just <laughs> an op amp with like, it's more than that, but it's basically an op amp with two diodes in the feedback yeah. loop and you're just like, yes. It's like there's something so simple about it and there's like all the Hollywood hair metal yeah, like guys yeah. were using that pedal. Randy Rhodes times. made that famous. Yeah, but there was a lot more going on to his tone. <laughs> yeah. Than just oh a yeah. Distortion plus. Yeah, I remember yeah. buying one um, years and years ago, thinking, oh, <laughs> "What this the is fuck?" Don't I sound like Randy Rhodes? Yeah, yeah this was What's my Randy on? Rhodes tone, and, yeah. and it was like, "Yeah, I'm plugging this into my Behringer, but you know, <laughs> the Behringer, yeah, transistor amp, and I'm like, it sound like Randy Rhodes. What? Yeah. What, what, what? I don't understand. Yeah, because it's part of the greater whole." But there was something that like really spoke to me about that. And, like, that's what she that's, said. Oh yeah, that's Sorry. the uh, that's the fret talk uh, podcast coming in there. Yeah, Sorry. the greater whole. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, so yeah, distortion plus was what I wanted to sort of get because it yeah. was like eighty quid. It was super. You know, if you want to buy a souvenir, you're like, oh, I bought just this distortion yeah. plus from here and this one from here, and then you end up with like thirty of them. Yeah, there, I mean, there, there were quite a few. Uh, quite distortion a few plus plus plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a marketing. Uh, Opportunity there, isn't there? Making your own uh, your own version of the Distortion Plus, but calling it the, just adding more diodes. The plus plus, yeah, yeah, <laughs> more diodes, even more do it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we we got to the uh, the MXR booth uh, as as one of the last things that we saw, um, and there were some really really cool things there, and not none of them particularly new. Um, I mean, the, the, there was that line of Hendrix. Oh, the uh, ones with Jimmy yeah. Space on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were kind of in the style of um, the, uh, the, the the special edition arty versions of the uh, the carbon, carbon copy, copy and, and phase nine. Yeah. Yeah. So they were kind of kind of in that style, and and I thought they looked really cool. 
I think that design company is from the UK. Yeah, I yeah. I think they are. I can't remember what they've called. <laughs> and it, it really, really irks me. Well, right in. Pedalboards of Doom. <laughs> That's it, yeah, <laughs> Let us yeah, know yeah. how wrong we are. See, yeah, I don't think don't think people come to the Fretzel podcast for uh, for accurate guitar news. You had to correct him on that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pedalboards. Yeah. Well, whichever. Yeah. I mean, whichever is the easiest feedback route. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> can you can post it in the the nearest letterbox or still ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember the old P.O. Box addresses from, like, Live and Kicking yeah. and stuff? <laughs> send, send it in to P.O. Box. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself, Lee? What, what, was, uh, what was your um, your takeaway? What, what would you buy from the... There was picture? a KMA pedal, which I can't remember what the name of it was. You have written it down. Horizon. It looks like Horizont. it says Havagant. Havagant, yeah. yeah. Havagant. Uh, Horizon, which isn't even a word. Um, is it? It's close. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there it's, now. it's a word plus a letter there you go. <laughs> uh, oh god it was good so we've so, done a video of it you'll be able to yeah. see it on the on the YouTube channel and for the listeners do you want to just explain kind of what was going on with it I was going to okay just chill <laughs> <laughs> I was like mid-sentence <laughs> right um, yeah what, what, what was going on with it so what was it what, what kind of what, oh kind my of, god. what kind of pedal was it right so it was a phaser um yeah. I, I've got a bit of a love-hate affair with phasers because I really like them, but my one is bollocks. So, um, why is it bollocks, Lee? What what happens to it? Phase ninety, right? Yeah, well, there's a little bit in the back. I, I was starting to get into modern pedals years and years ago, about fifteen years ago, and I was like, oh, this has got a trim pot. It's not a trim pot. Oh no! So you, you kind of like if it's not set within like. Yeah, say one percent of the overall round turn. Yeah, you get no sound whatsoever. Yep. Yeah, and in that one percent, it's, bias, it's kind it? of yeah, it is the bias. And you've got this really fine little amount, and um, I've never been able to get it if perfect again. You find someone who has an original phase ninety, and they have a multimeter. They can measure that pot for you. And then you can have a multimeter and measure the pot yourself and put it into where it should be. I'll just get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier. It? Yeah, it's, it's probably much easier. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, this this was a phase 90, but it's the most... Sorry, it wasn't a phase 90, it was a phaser. But it's yeah. the most complicated phase you've ever seen in your life. And to look at it, you're like... Like, I did ask... Um, the chat, I can't remember, it was Ericsson or something, wasn't it? He's, he's no, it's something yeah. quite foreign sounding, yeah. Really nice bloke. I'm terrible with names, though, and it's my own bad. Um, but yeah, he. Um, I'll have to see him next week as well. Maybe we're going to edit this part out. Just go, <laughs> oh, all right, mate, all right. Yeah, that's the rule. Whenever yeah. you don't know someone's name, just call them dude. Yeah. Until someone else addresses them by name, and then you're like, ah, now I've got a working. <laughs> you're dude until you have a name. I actually googled people's name, not Google, but looked up on Facebook people's names yeah. today yeah. before I walked up and talked to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good strategy. I'm just terrible with names. I really am. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's got loads and loads and loads of controls on it. You can adjust, uh, adjust all different uh, frequencies of the phase. Yeah. It's you can control various different parameters, but it also has um, a programmable, if you like, um, dynamic feature to it. So you can get it to when you start to dig in, you can get it so it starts to go quicker or go slower, depending on what, what you want when it digs in. You can uh, adjust um, how much you have to dig in for it to start doing what it does. It was loads and loads and loads and loads of bits to it. Had tap tempo. 
you had uh, an effects loop on it, you had an, uh, an expression out. Well, yeah. yeah, so you could control the speed or the volume or the uh, it was envelope follower as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, what else was on it? Well, that envelope follower can control the LFO that controls the phase, but it could also control the volume like a classic envelope follower. <laughs> oh, sorry, frequency. So, you could get phaser and wah out of the same. Yeah. box and that was such a cool sound stereo pan oh, out of yeah. it so it's all yeah. analog but as soon as he kicked on the stereo pan in our headphones it was just laughter from like us when we were demoing it because it was just like it's so cool I mean you could get it down to the thing where it was true stereo pan where it would go from one ear all the yeah. way across Completely. Yeah. I could imagine having a stereo rig on stage and then just being yeah. able to like pan stuff across yeah. In a, like a live situation, that would be super useful. You could have that like really fast. You know when it gets up to like the machine gun sort of speed, where yeah, yeah. you can have like yeah. one ear the other, yeah. and then, oh, it got kind of bit crushy with how fast yes. the phase got. It get, yeah. got very bit crushy. So that pedal was probably yeah one of my best ones in the show. I think I saw. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, really it was so feature rich, and it had the um, uh, like you say the pick dynamic, uh, which you could also switch. Um, switch to up and down as well, so that it yeah. uh, so that it cut cut out rather than came in as you were picking. Uh, so I mean, there was just so much that it could do with so, it. It's like ducking, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's quite a useful feature as well because you could have it rolling when you're playing quite soft, and then when you need to go in for like you know yeah. super heavy chords, it goes away. Or if you're using it on bass, because like it, bass should be like your foundation, so you're doing some like higher playing on like your um, D and G strings and then as soon as you get back to your foundation notes of like what's holding to ba- the band together that phase can just go away yeah. so you know it can really mess up something like that on a pedal mm. so if you put a compressor beforehand yes. so if you yeah, always yeah. use a compressor it, yeah. it can have a real um, a really nasty effect on things yeah, like that because it takes away all the dynamics so you've got to have that after mm. phase yeah. it, it, it just goes to show that there is no set well, there are set rules to signal path, yeah. but experimentation is where all the fun lies. Yeah, the thing that, um, that really surprised me about that pedal as well, um, I was I was fully expecting him to say that. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was fully. <laughs> and there was me trying to tell you to stop twanging the the, the notepad. Yeah, the notepad. <laughs> I want to play guitar. Um, <laughs> the the one thing that really st- struck me is that I, I thought that. There's there's no way that that's not going to be a digital pedal. Yeah. And he said, no, it's it's digitally controlled, um, but all of the phasing elements are, are done analog. That blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. It's, it's very chase bliss in in that sense. I'd say with stone deaf as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very stone deaf. Yeah, that's that's what I, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to mention a, another uh, pedal company in in a demo yeah. we were doing of him. But it's exactly yeah. what I thought because it, it looks very much more like a stone death pedal than it does a chase bliss pedal because mm. it's sort of uh, it's got cool graphics on it yeah, and yeah. the chase bliss pedals are very cool but they're very prim and proper looking aren't they yeah. yeah and very intimidating as soon as i see those dip switches on the back i'm like i don't have five no. days no, i, don't I need an adult expression normally oh really okay yeah. yeah so you can adjust basically what the expression does and that's what yeah. the dip switches not always yeah. but most of the time that's what they're for fair uh, the next one in line yeah shall we go this one 
it's a horizon. Yes. It was our st statement release last year. Right. And, and does this control a spaceship? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, or if you just plug it to your console of a spaceship, which I can <laughs> go out. No, basically it's a phaser, but it can do so much more things. You're having a feedback loop to pronounce certain frequencies even more. Okay. So kind of increasing the resonance of certain frequencies. And stage one is for the high, stage two is for the high mid, stage three is for the lows. And you can just turn it on and off individually and having also a regeneration control. Makes sense, okay, yeah, cool. Um, you're having also a waveform selector. We can choose between eight different waveforms. You can see it on the LED. Just, this is ramp up, heavy ramp down, square wave, sinus wave. I want this. <laughs> well, I really want this. <laughs> it's I mean, awesome. It looks pretty complicated and intimidating, but once you just sit down no, for okay. half an hour, yeah. it's pretty easy to figure it out, especially starting on a, on a basic sound, on a factory setting. So, the main features are having a depth control, right. to dial in the depth of the phasing, having a speed control, as you can see here, having a mix control to go between 100% wet and 100% dry, a level control. Which is, I think, for phases really important. Yes, yeah, because absolutely. most of them suffering from a volume loss or having a volume boost, which you don't want to yeah. have. But my phase 90, quite yeah. often, um, if I use it for a solo, people can't hear me, and it's like, well, hang yeah. on. It's the most annoying thing. Yeah. Uh, and it goes further, having also expression pedal input, where you can control the speed of the of the LFO, right. or you can switch manually. Oh, also like oh, a kind right, of okay. wah but with a notch filter. It behaves differently. I think I've seen more like phasers before. Yeah, I think Dunlop yeah. did one years ago in an orange one, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, kind of like this. And the next thing is you're having an inbuilt envelope follower with a sensitivity control and with DK control. And you can choose between upwards going envelope or downwards going envelope. And the reason for this one is you can control the speed of the LFO by your picking. The so harder it's dynamic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. oh that's, that's really cool. And you can choose between just the bare LFO. Can I ask you a question? Can you do it so it works the opposite way around? So when you play lightly, it kicks in, and when you play heavy, it goes away? Yes. Yes, because you can choose between downwards and upwards. Oh. So you can go from, from fast to slow, or from slow to fast. That's cool, man. And also, having the sweep, the so-called sweep mode, where you can choose between a standard LFO phasing sound, so a steady phasing. Or go flipping a switch to the envelope mode, which will give you the possibility to use it as a touch wire or an auto wire. Yeah. And, and and that can work in the dynamic way as well. Yeah, of course, of course. Perfect. Uh, and also you're having a stereo panning mode because having stereo output. Yep. Which means just flip the switch and it's just panning from left to right. It's only stereo out, not stereo in. No, mono in, stereo. Right. Splitting the signal. No, yep, sorry. And then syncing the stereo panning mode with the LFO. Um, which means you're having the positive cycle of the LFO. It's going on the left side and the negative one is going on the right side. Which means you're not having one whole phasing cycle on the left, then it's going to the right. It's just sweeping from the left to the right yeah. through the frequency. So it's not going like that, it's going like that over the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it makes sense, okay. And it gives you a completely different feeling. Yeah. It's really spacey, it's really... Some people Right, what else have we got for, um, like, what we would got take away, yeah? SMP telly? I'll, I'll, I'll do that later, because um, I've got it down here. But I, okay. I, uh, I ha had a, a, an opportunity 
to try oh. out the uh, the Thorpey stuff. Um, I've I've seen Adrian about, and we've we've had him on the podcast before, and he's he's absolutely wonderful chap. Uh, at the Birmingham shows, whenever I've gone gone to try it, it's either been that the um, the stand has been completely full, and I've I've just kind of given up waiting, or it's been so loud that it I can get the general gist of what's going on. Um, but it's uh, it, you can't really understand the the, the complexities of the, the tone. Um, whereas uh, I, I got to have a go through Adrian's uh, headphone amp today. Um, it's and, big trees, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I tried out a couple of them. I tried out the I tried out the Ogin. I tried out the uh, the heavy water. Um, and then I tried out some of the older stuff, and and I really, really liked the uh, the Peacekeeper. Um, it was pretty special. Yeah, I do. And um, it's it's relatively low gain, which is something that I I tend to enjoy. Uh, but I found that I, I was pushing the gain up quite a bit because because uh, it just sounded so sweet and creamy. Mm. It's, it's he's it's the closest he's got to like a clone style pedal. That's, that's basically what he's. Yeah, it's his more most transparent drive. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful pedal. I've played that quite a lot. I found the deep hogging was beautiful. It sounded so. It's the closest pedal I've ever heard that sounds like a CE one without being a CE one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it went from um, being really subtle and really uh, really usable to um, vibrato style uh, chorus at the at the extreme ends, which. Was really good. I, I I thought it was like hugely versatile for something which is branded as a chorus. You can get so many different. I mean, because Lee, you were talking about how it, it kind of got flangy at certain points as well. Yeah, it got. Uh, you obviously got vibrato in the chorus because if you just said a, a drive through to a, a vibrato, you get chorus. So with that, because you've got the blend on it, yeah. you could get the vibrato sort of sounds, but um, obviously there's um, a flanger is a very similar pedal to a chorus set as well. Yeah, but it uh, loops. Yeah, yeah loops it depends on how you're using the bucket brigade yeah. trips in it, depending on you know, if that's how he's getting the chorus. But one setting, I yeah. did get a sort yeah, of, um, kind of... Yeah, yeah. airplane-y style. And I, I, I tried to get it back to it, and I couldn't, but um, yeah, I was... You found the secret setting. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that impressed me the most about that pedal was like going from the classic chorus and then it was like, oh my god, this the more I push it, it's becoming rotary. Yeah. yeah. It, like that's what the Univibe I'm a big Univibe user by the way. Like that was the original intent of the Univibe was like, let's get a little bit of chorus to get this Leslie sound and then yeah. let's push it to what was in those days the first emulation. Uh, they tried to emulate and failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it failed effect. in the best way possible, and um, by making a different effect. But yeah, that that pedal is just like, oh my god, this makes rotary so nice. Adrian has said time and time again, this isn't a copy of any other uh, um, any other chorus. It is its own. It is its own yeah. animal. Mm -hmm. um, for for me, because it's been such a long time since it came out in in our world. Because uh, you know, six months in the pedal world is a long, long time. Um, and I've been gassing to play it. I haven't been able to get up to Adrian's to actually try it. So um, it's been ages and ages and ages. First, he got in there and I was anxious about trying it because I love chorus. 
and um, I just I tried it and I was kind of like oh wow oh wow yes oh wow what's he done you know and um, <laughs> yeah just going through the settings and then when I kind of like got it sound like a C1 I was like it does that but it does so much more as well yeah very very good pedal very good with Adrian Foot from Effects and he's going to talk us through a couple of his new pedals what have we got what we got well I think you're familiar with most of them obviously we've got the Dane now that's being played through at the moment uh, the new one for uh, this year, well, the new, two new ones were the Deep Hogging, which is a chorus vibrato and does a really good Leslie, um, all analog circuit, designed with Dan Coggins, of, formerly of Love Tone, and, um, and then we've also got the Heavy Water, which is the boost side of the Dane, with another boost, uh, but more dirty and germanium. Um, essentially two very different boosts but stacked together they're amazing so which way do they go uh, they go silicon i.e the day into germanium right okay so silicon on this side yeah on this side. right okay cool and then you got boost and boost and lows and lows lows and lows yeah because that's the thing about the day really isn't it you've got uh, you it was a different sort of boost rather than being a mid boost or something it was a low boost yeah that's right yeah Okay. Um, yeah, sounds really, really good. Yeah, we've had a great show. We've had loads of people, loads of familiar faces, and loads of new faces here. So we've had a great time. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks very much. That's all right. <laughs> what uh, What really struck me about all of the uh, the Thorpey stuff as well. Um, usually, when you're going through a head a headphone amp, there's some e even the tiniest little bit of noise that will come through when you put a pedal on. Be it like signal noise through your your power supply, or oh, well, we block. we tried out lots of other ones as well today, yeah. and they just mm -hmm. sounded nothing. Well, they just sounded crap, basically. Yeah, a lot of the headphone amps were a bit harsh, especially the Beatronics ones. Even though we were trying out fuzz, yeah. the KMA one didn't sound bad. Though, did yeah, it? no, the KMA one sounded pretty good. Nice. Yeah, noise cancelling headphones as well, which was really yeah, cool. That was a bit yeah. much appreciated. Much yeah, appreciated. But the, yeah, the Thorpey one. As soon as we like put the headphones on, you're just in your own little world, and I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is. This is great, but he in one of the boards he had the headphone amp and a torpedo um, cab M. Yeah. So there was a little bit of IR going on on top of that. They as had well. that on the uh, the KMAs as well. Did that, they? That was under. I the couldn't. Desk. I couldn't see um, because the the cabinet opened backwards when we were. Yeah, yeah. Holding yeah, the camera. Yeah, I saw. I saw that because they went into the the cabinet. I saw that there was a sneaky little torpedo hiding oh, in there. I just remembered what else we had. What else we tried? Go, Go on. on. That thing we stood on. Oh, oh my god, that yes. Crazy bass. Oh uh, man. Yeah. So um I won't be able to do the pronunciation because my American accent makes that word very hard, but if Eich. you guys Ike. Ike. No, Ike. 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 Maybe. E I C H. Yeah. E I C H. Um, <laughs> do it again, man. Ike. Damn it. Ike. 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 Baby. Oh, there's a lot of laney people walking past us. You've yeah. got some ambience on this recording today. Yeah, the listener. ambience. Oh, do uh, car park. <laughs> I mean, Crikey, considering we're up them stairs. Uh, I think that's. I'm not sure. That looks like a bin from here. No, no, it's a hard case with it lots is. of. Uh, do you mind? We're recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> case. Dickhead. <laughs> I think I might have heard you. Yeah. The electric car walls are pretty, pretty small. <laughs> she's she's tight. Anyway, yeah. So that pad. Bus wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh so oh, the I pad. 
the iPad. iPad. It was so it was a pad. iPad. Oh my god! <laughs> as well. <laughs> so it was. Yeah. So this thing was a like a platform that you put on the floor, and yeah. it was a product mainly aimed at lower end instrumented people. So yeah, bass, yeah. kick drum. You know, it'd be lower end as in price. Obviously, lower end as in lower frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. frequency. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a product for the low side of the price range. Let's say that. Um, but you could put it in the speaker output of your amplifier um, with another speaker attached and you could drive this pad on the floor and it would vibrate at the same frequencies of the notes you were playing from 10 hertz to 210 hertz. So basically all of your low-end content and you stood on it. Basically. Yeah, basically. (laughs) and, And you... You stood on it, and then you could feel the yeah. rumble in your bones, where it was like standing in front of an A10. Now, I've, I've toured with an A10, and it was a pretty similar experience, but just yeah. at a very, very low volume. And they marketed the product for people who were IEM users, yeah. in-ear monitors, um, and for anyone at home use yeah. who had like trouble with neighbors, that you could still get a great bass tone, but you just have to stand on this very specific The great thing about thing. the neighbors is it was like um, almost like a, a box within a box, and the bit that was on the floor wasn't the bit that rumbled. It was actually the uh, the bit yeah, on the top. top plate. Yeah. yeah, we've made a video of it, so you'll be able to see that. So I was I was doing the video recording. <laughs> so yeah, we do apologise. So, yeah, it wasn't good, but I did zoom in so you could see that. We, yeah. um, but uh, my two takeaways from this was. Uh, if you had the bass amp down really low so you could barely hear it, then you stood on it because you were getting the perceived feeling of the rumble through your body, it came up much, much louder. Yeah, it feels yeah. louder, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're feeling the frequencies. And it was great because my feet were hurting by that point. So when you stood oh, on it, was like it, a massage. It was, oh, wasn't yeah. it? Lovely little yeah, massage. Yeah, it was yeah. lovely. Yeah. And the bass was nice as well. If, if it you was put a, 66p bass. If you put some. Um, some warm water on it and then put your feet in that. All right. Oh, you're you're going to electrocute yourself. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little something there. A little tingle. Yeah. <laughs> a 300 watts of tingle yeah. <laughs> right into your soles of your feet. But yeah, so that that was a, it's a definitely outside the box thinking a way of like, how can bass players feel the bass yeah, yeah. a bit more? They said they were um, also working with keys players, like yeah. organ players who play quite low down in those sort of registers. John Lord sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and they, they, also kick drum. Yeah, yeah they were talking about uh, developing a, a, a drum store, weren't they? Yeah. With that, a, that for like um, uh, electric drums then, because then you can get the feeling of... Well, I was talking yeah. to them about this and I was saying that my drummer live, uh, Nate, all he wants in his monitor is kick. That's all he wants, um, because it seems to be the hardest thing for drummers to hear. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never sat behind a kit and played live. No, that so. makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because the um, the, the was yeah. think about what the symbols are doing to your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just wash. Yeah. So yeah, they just want to have that kick going. So yeah. And that pad was uh, a definitely interesting thing, and we we did a cool thing. So for you guys in the video, we put a water bottle yeah. on the pad to see what it would do. So you go watch that video, yeah. um, when it comes out. Uh, <laughs> go and watch it in the future. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it might be out by the time that this uh, this podcast out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Mystery. We um, probably going to fit in uh, in between us talking on here because this will be a shorter than the average podcast. 
being a short yeah, maybe. Your average bear. I'd love that you thought that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was going in my head. Really? Going in my head. It was just Yogi Bear. But uh, you're going to try and fit in some of the clips, aren't you? Some of yeah, the audio yeah. clips of what we're doing. So that, what me saying that's probably none and void because um, you've yeah, probably yeah. done that already before yeah, now. Maybe. maybe. In the I'll, future. I'll have cut this, this uh, conversation out, Lee. So. <laughs> Hey guys, Will here from Pedalboards of Doom. We're here with Ike Amps. Ike, uh, what was your name, sorry? Peter Paul. Peter Paul. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about um, this amazing little platform that you got going yes, on here at the Amps? This is uh, the baseboard. And the baseboard, you use it in combination of the in-ear system. Yeah. There's always a lack of bass. No matter what in ears, but there's always lesser bass coming out of it, especially when you're in the uh, the five string or the lower D section. Yeah. What we've done, we have uh, two shakers inside of it, connected through a normal bass amp, which produces the frequencies between 10 and 200 hertz, because that is the range that you need. Yeah. And that is mainly what you feel. Yeah. It's like standing on an 8x10 speaker, but then underneath you. Yeah. It's quite a lot of movement. It like it feels no matter what the volume of the amp is at, it feels like you're playing much louder than you actually are. Yes, and even if you have it on a lower level, yeah, you can still feel ever so slight movement in your feet. But you can also feel it even if the bass is out of tune because you're not in balance. Yeah, you can with feel the... that, especially if you do two Ds. You can feel that there's all that movement between yes. the notes. Who did we meet, guys? Uh, doesn't know. You've Each got other. List. You've got the list. Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, well, this is the that first day I've met you guys. So Indeed, that yeah, was yeah. Quite first nice. time we've met as well. Yeah, I mean, we've we've been podcasting for a, a good uh, couple of months now, at least like half a year, is it now? A couple of months. We we started in like at the beginning of the year, and it's now September. There you so go. it was the first day that you guys met. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. That was cute. I know lots <laughs> oh, of other people there. <laughs> but, like, Stu. Oh, oh yeah. We, we, oh, we would, Tate. Yeah. Stu yeah, yeah. Tate was with us most of the yeah. day. Um, he was fun. But, yeah, um, I liked Stu. When we were recording, he kept buggering off to go and do whatever he could do. He, yeah. he had more fun than we did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure well, this is the thing. When people think of, like, you know, um, when other, like, video content people go to shows, they must be having the greatest time. But it is actually... Yeah, it's, it's a bit like work, isn't it? it, it oh, like. Work. I think it is work. Yeah, yeah. It is, totally. And it's well, it's what you do for a living, more or less, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know, video production. But it was it was like it's like sitting there listening yeah. to these people passionately talk about the products, and it's like great, it's awesome. And then in the back of your head, like as your own player, I'm like, I really want to go see this. Yeah. But I know we have three hours it was left. Like that blues lesson thing that they went off yeah, to watch. And I was like, that well, should we go awesome. and do that? And we were like, yeah, we no, can't we can't. Yeah, we got to film products, yeah. and that yeah. means that we got to compromise on the time and things that we want yeah. to see for the benefit of the audience. Yeah, we're yeah. wearing two hats really when we go to those uh, those shows. We've got well, we're wearing three if you like, because <laughs> uh, obviously yeah. you're trying to get. Um, more products for us to demo and these sort of things, but also doing the Tonepedia stuff as well, um, which was more or less why I was there today. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, um, yeah, it's, you do go to these and it's not quite like when you go, um, or just for fun. Yeah. yeah. Which we were saying, if we went to more two-day events in future, we may go for the first day. Yeah, plan out. Have a jolly. Yeah, have a jolly. A couple of beers as well. I'd, I'd hope. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I had one. I had a shandy. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we. But part part of the uh, part of the schmoozing that we did, we actually got to talk to some uh, some of the the 
upper crust of the guitar world, didn't we, as well? So Yeah, I, I got to... We had a good old chat not long ago with Adrian... Um, no, sorry, Adrian. Alistair um, Atkin of Atkin Guitars. Uh, he's a lovely bloke. Um, Very much so. Really nice acoustic guitars he makes. If you haven't seen them, check them out. They are awesome. Um... We uh, we obviously spent some time with Stuart and some time with Adrian Thorpe. We saw Jay Cross. Indeed, of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Yeah. Uh, we had a little chat with him about all things Fender accessories. <laughs> Among other things. Yeah, yeah. He um, yeah. was saying about the cables. Apparently, Indeed. the cable business is they just are yeah. going in and out the door with all the different types of fender cables who um, hasn't got a fender cable you know, no, got in my life rig i've got like five or six yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I, I tell a lie I, I use six cables to go from my pedal board to my countess shit man yeah that's, uh, that's fair for you so yeah the five of them are like placid blue yeah. fender cables fair play <laughs> so yeah i mean there's a uh, big money to be had in that and then I uh, I managed to clock Matt Knight around, but we didn't get a chance to catch up with him. I'm pretty sure it was Matt. It might have just been some random guy with a beard, but yeah, there were people I meant to meant to catch up with today, and you're like, let's put it this way, right? There was a few times where we lost each other and we struggled oh, to yeah. find one another. Yeah, I thought you guys abandoned me after <laughs> Thorpey. I was like, where did they go? They said they wanted to film, and then you were in the Crimson <laughs> booth, literally next door, and I walked around the whole place being like where on earth did they go <laughs> yeah that's, that's true Ben was there Ben Crimson uh, and the other Crimson guys yeah they aren't they aren't actually Crimson that's just the name of the company they are just like normal people zero out of ten very disappointed <laughs> with not Crimson again <laughs> <laughs> they had that wicked uh, guitar so yeah. I can't remember what it was called but uh, basically with the exoskeleton oh, yeah that yeah. was so cool so it looked like a Geiger um, sort of um Sculpture, you know, from like Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget whether he's HR, HR guy or yeah. yeah. Um, but effectively, what Ben did was he said, I want to create something that looks like it's 3D printed, but I'm going to make it. So yeah. he sculpted oh, this yeah. around oh, a body. So the time that that took, yeah. you couldn't even begin to imagine. He's, he's apparently, um, I can't remember the exact times, but he was. He said it was going to take him six months, and it's taken him like a year and a half or something. Shit, man. It, it's really complicated, Damn. though. So that, that was cool. Uh, they've got a range of guitars now, so they normally just do um, one-offs or they do like, kind of a range but now they've got a range and they're more or less all the same yeah, yeah. they look very much like a prs yeah that's not a bad thing yeah they've, they've um, got the got the styling of prs but uh, i think they're still coming in relatively uh relatively well priced in comparison to the prs's because like, to three grand aren't they yeah i think they were around to turn after three which you could easily set uh for a prs yeah easy i think they're handmade still though Exactly, yeah. and, and and what struck me about the Crimsons is is the fact that the uh, it, with PRS it's it's so so ostentatious with the the flaming and the binding and and, and it's it's all so quite loud. Yeah, yeah. It's not in terms of volume, but in terms of color and yeah, it's it's all very vibrant, isn't it? And it's all it's all in in your face quite quite a lot of the time. And whereas these Crimsons were were more understated it was it was definitely along that line but it was tasteful taste yeah mm-hmm. understated tasteful yeah. very a british take on it yeah yeah very yeah. very reserved yeah reserved that's the way to describe it I, i'd love prs i'm not a dentist but i would love a prs um <laughs> why do you have to be a dentist 
Oh, yeah. You could be a lawyer, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well to, to afford one. <laughs> it's just it's just an ongoing joke. You know what I'm saying? The Blues lawyers. Yeah. yeah. The blues lawyers. No, I haven't heard about this. This is funny. Yeah. It's, it's uh, really. Yeah, I've never oh, heard it. It's it's just a silly thing. You know, like the Blues Dad thing. Yeah, yeah. It's more or less the same as that. It's just people. Yeah. Who can't afford things taken out on other people who can and yeah. call them something. It's really silly. Oh, I see. Um, so, you know, if you can't afford it, if you could afford it, you may have one and you still may not be a lawyer. So... Um, you could save, you know, work hard. What, become a lawyer? Yeah, yeah, you could become a lawyer. Why did you become a lawyer? Well, really I, wanted a PR. I love Flame Maple. <laughs> that's it, yeah. I aspire to play a PR. That's it. So yeah, I, I, I would probably quirky. That sounds into. Yeah. Let's pretend it was thunder. Thunder. Ah. Anyway. <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> harmony, guys. Should we open a barbershop quartet? <laughs> I do need a haircut. Um, right, okay. Um, oh, you dickhead. <laughs> so who else did we see? I was just going to say, I would probably buy the Crimson over PRS purely because it's supporting Crimson. Yeah, I yeah. think we, we spoke about that when we were at the stand, didn't we? Yeah, about supporting British businesses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is something that, you know, as my voice is quite deceiving because I am actually British. Japanese. I was born here. Oh, I'm yep, totally Japanese. Can you Yeah. No, I can't even. I can't even. I do like a katsu curry though. <laughs> I'm quite quite fond of a katsu curry, um, but no, like I'm I'm quite super curry with with real cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah with real cat. And, but I, but I am British and I like supporting all of the British businesses that we have as musicians, like Origin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thorpey. There's tons of like British pedal makers, especially for me. That's what I like. Into. Origin will. I do like Origin. Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. I actually do. It was funny because I was saving up for the Cali oh, when when it, when you guys like did the Facebook competition. Woo. What did you get instead? What? What did you get instead? Oh, I just put money towards Blow, the Countess. Blowing hookers. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blowing hookers. <laughs> Blowing hookers. <laughs> um, Great weekend. So uh, on on the way out, we saw a very tall, bald man, and I thought. He looks famous. Oh, I know that fucker. Yeah, yeah. And I know that guy. Santa. And I looked and I looked and I thought, is it? And I went, Jamie. And he looked. Yeah. And I went, it's Jamie, isn't it? And he looked away. <laughs> Messing around, but it was Jamie Humphreys. Jamie, mm. Jamie, oh, ja- Jamie Humphreys. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Humphreys. And we had a, a good old chat with Jamie, lovely bloke. Absolute One diamond of the geezer, isn't he? Best guitarist in the world. He really yeah, is yeah. Really utterly awesome. amazing. Yeah. So if you if you don't know him, I mean, I, I know him from the uh, from the old uh, Lick Library kind of crossover yeah. uh, lessons on Scuzz, but then also um, well, they did those live on TV. Is Scuzz you said? Yes, yeah, Scuzz. Yeah. I don't remember him on Scuzz. I used to watch that. It was during the daytime because uh, I was at university. I, I had pretty much afternoons off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I used to watch uh, used to watch Jamie on free on uh, on Scuzz. I mean there was Lick Library stuff that he did. Um I've seen him on Black Star demos. There's just so so much. Yeah, that's where I know him yeah. from this Black Star. But he took a BIM as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean Stuart was saying how he uh, how he he'd uh, had some classes with um with Jamie. Um, but he's also done stuff with Brian May as well, hasn't he? With the yeah, uh, "We Will Rock You" tours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. I, I only know him through. Well, I know him from all, from most of that from yeah. the past, but I've been speaking to him on and off for the last few years, um, just on Facebook and 
various because I think he runs that um, groomed noodlers group. Are you on that? No, no, groomed noodlers. That yeah. sounds awesome. That sounds rock and roll as fuck. It sounds yeah. Crazy. You should definitely join that group. Groomed it's, it's noodlers. Groomed noodlers. Yeah, it's just about. PRS players basically. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. And they're sharing all of their like molar pictures on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's an insider. Ooh, yeah. Um, that surgery is going to get me another three PRSs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll upgrade to an Eagle Free. Um, so yeah, um, Jamie, lovely, lovely bloke, and he, um, yeah, he, uh, we've done some bits and pieces together when he's been looking for people to build him pedals I've helped him out in that in the past I actually pointed him to, uh, off towards Adrian oddly enough um, but yeah yeah really really nice bloke lovely to meet him in person yeah. funny as fuck and uh, it, was, uh, it turns out he actually grew up around where I grew up and so we were talking about dodgy kebab shops and these sort of things and he had a great story um, about taking one of Ozzy's old bass player, Ozzy Osbourne's bass players, what the one who played on Bark, Bark on the Moon and stuff like this, down to down to this dodgy kebab shop that we both used to go to. So yeah, that was that was nice hearing that. It was, yeah. yeah. Mm, think of all the food poisoning that place has given out. Yeah. <laughs> God, it used to give you a sore ass afterwards. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it also told us because. I'm I'm fairly tall. I'm six foot three, and Jamie's taller than me. And he used to drive a mini, so he had only two seats in it. So <laughs> his seat could go far enough back for him to drive the bloody thing. Yeah, that's rock and roll. A uh, rock and roll, though. Yeah, yeah, he's all about that. The leather jacket was on point today. I was yeah, looking yeah. for his bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had all his gear, so I don't know where. And he, he came over from Sweden, so I don't know if he had one over here. Yeah, because I'm a biker through and through, and so oh, yeah. that's what. Yeah, yeah, so that's what clue uh, made me look because I thought. So just yeah. standing there, how's he going to get all that gear on the bike? Mm. And um, I actually didn't even look at him when we walked past him the first time. I kind of looked and thought, it's never going to get out on the. That's all going to fall off the back of the bike. Yeah. And when we walked back past, I was like, oh fuck me, it's Jamie. So um, yeah, it's, <laughs> that was nice to meet him. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was telling us how he was there with RK Multimedia today, weren't he? Oh yeah, because yeah. he's done um, the doing the Brian May yeah patches he, for them. Yeah, having having had that experience with uh, with the the Queen stuff, and then obviously the, he's worked with RK Multimedia now to to um, to release Brian May inspired um, tone uh, tone. Patches, patches, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't use it, so I, I'm not yeah. sure what the back end looks like. I but did years he was doing ago. Something like that. Um, I did use it years ago, so it's the iRig stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, he's he's done that. I've listened to it online of what he's done, and spoken to our friend Jason Wilding about it. And um, <laughs> yeah, big just, queen fan. <laughs> big queen. Yeah. Oh, fan. Sorry. Yes. Yes. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It sounds brilliant. It really yeah. does. If if you get a chance, have a listen. Go look at Jamie Humphrey's page because he's put up posts about it, yeah. and you can hear um, how close it sounds. It sounds spot on. Yeah. The guy's mm. got golden ears. He really has. That's not just because of the big earrings he has. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best best things we saw. Best things what we saw. Yeah, from the show. What we saw. Best things what we saw. Uh, what have I got down for that? Because I can't see. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about this SMP telly? I didn't. Oh, I didn't yes, look at yeah. that. No, you weren't there. Oh, yeah. Man. So uh, so and one of the one of the moments where we did lose Lee, uh, we had a chat with uh, loosely. With 
yeah, very loosely. Uh, we had a chat with uh, the chap over at SMP, and and I'm going to pull a Lee here, and I can't bloody remember his name. Uh, Stuart, actually, yeah. Stuart from uh, from SMP. It's his. It's, yeah, the, it's the initials name. of his name. Stuart Man Penis. Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> his name? Uh, wow. <laughs> because he's got a mighty schlong. Um, if it doesn't stand for that, it does now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a mighty schlong of great guitar building, that's for sure. Indeed. But they're really good, really. Yeah, yeah. they were fantastic. Yeah. Yes, they had uh, four on display and he had one kind of uh, sat behind. And what originally draw, drawn our attention to the stand was this um, offset kind of... It, so if you imagine a jazz master had made sweet love, sweet violent love to a Les Paul. Um, you're kind of getting close. And it's it was um, hollow wood chippings, body. Wood chippings everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, hollow, yeah. hollow. So some, there's something like they just gutted the middle of it, took all of the guts out, so there's no weight to it. As the, you know, the classic problem with LPs. That's a bit like Thomas Gray did to the... Um, to the Graham Coxon telly as well, didn't he? Yes, yeah, because yeah, he had the uh, the Graham Coxon telly. We'll we'll talk more about uh, Grey guitars a little bit later on because uh, they, they were also as again very very good. Uh, so uh, Stuart Manpenis, um, <laughs> he, he had um, uh, a few a few guitars which were named um, named after Greek. Uh, yeah, Greek things. Was yeah. It? So, like ancient, ancient Greece kind of inspired. We uh, looked at three different, uh, three different ranges. So, it was a super strat style, and, I, and I, I'm really sorry that I can't remember the names of them, uh, but they were ancient Greece uh, inspired, and they were really cool names as well, actually. Aphrodite. Mm. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. They were more like the blood of the gods. Icor, yeah. Icor. That was what the black one was. Okay. Yeah. Um. There was the the core range, which was look. It was looking at um, with slightly reduced spec. Even though he said reduced specs, like rather than having the bare knuckle standard range, having the um, the boot camp, and but it still had the the hip shot um, bridge and open gear tuners. Um, the body being rather than uh, rather than uh, specific premium woods, he went for uh, a one piece swamp ash. Um, so I mean, the the difference between the kind of the the top tier uh, range and the this this kind of core range was was not a, not a great no. deal. Hi, this is Will from Pedalboards of Doom here with Stu. Hello, SM guitars. Can we just take a look through your range yeah, of beautiful sure. handmade instruments, man? Yeah, so I've got I've got a few of the models I offer. Unfortunately, there's a headless missing, but essentially I started off with. Uh, the Super Strat, which was the Orpheus model. Yeah. Um, Do you want to grab that quick? Yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple. This one, forgive me, I'm still setting up, but we got a couple. But they, they were the first kind of the guitar I did. Uh, obviously, a Super Strat um, designed for anyone who likes Super Strats. Uh, everything is handmade by me and my workshop uh, in the UK, in Surrey. Um, and on the billform, I've got on the website, I've got a billform where you can essentially select any wood options or pickup options or whatever they are. They come standard with like bare knuckles and hip shot, hip shot tuners or spurs all. So the spec, the spec starts crazy high as it is. Um, so after that model, I launched the iCorp. I basically went, I went the Orpheus. We all know about the legend of the Orpheus, the guy that uh, went down to the gates of hell and played the 
god, devil yeah. dog to sleep. Only to fuck it up by looking back at his fit misses, you know. So once I got there, I went to Eichel. So I kind of saw that as more of a kind of a, you know, it's not, but more of a shredder's guitar. So Eichel basically means the fluid that runs through the veins of gods. And I was like, that's more like a riffy kind of. Oh, that's hella metal, man. Yeah. So metal. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fucking all out of the nose. I'm yeah. not just gonna use numbers, you know. So that's obviously based on like a jazz jagmaster. Um, again, there's a lot of contouring on this because of the offset body to make sure it fits well on you. So you've got a knee car, so it sits well on there. This obviously is pulled over from the Orpheus. The jack doesn't go there though because when you play in a classical position, that locks onto your inner thigh. So with an offset body, although it's really balanced uh, and they're chambered, these ones are, uh, it sits really nicely balanced on the, on, on the body. Um, this one comes to Ben Black Dogs again. You've got a hip shot bitch, spurs all American locking tuners. Got a Harrow Walnut body. So that's like the Icon model. An Icon can also come in what I call an adult's guitar. You know, for the pipe and slippers. You know, it's such a beautiful look on that one. Sometimes you just want to roll down the tone off and fucking get funky. Yeah, we were saying before we were rolling that this is like the love child of an LP type and a, you know, JM sort of type yeah, guitar. Yeah, that's, you know. That's for the grown-ups, you yeah. know. Uh, it's nice. So that obviously comes to it. Such a unique shape as well. You never usually see these offsets. That's, uh, that's when you get your template, bit of tracing paper and a pencil, and you go crazy until you find something that works. Like, yeah, that works. Um, but yeah, so that's got a quilted back, a quilted front. Obviously, it's, it's a mahogany body. That's obviously not obvious, but it is a mahogany body. It's got a central. Uh, corks, obviously some semi-holidays can be just a rib and it can be a true semi-holidays as a solid core, that works great for like resonance and tone. Uh, I was conscious when I built this one that being double maple it might be a little bit bright so I didn't go all the way through and made a rib, I left like a quarter inch of mahogany on the back so just to balance out so much frontal gap maple, it's got the mahogany neck, nice and simple on that one. Uh, again, bare knuckles, that one's black dog. So listeners, um, it was at this point in the podcast where somebody in uh, in the car realised that their train was in two minutes' time. I'm not going to point not anything. Naming any names. Yeah, I'm not going to point any fingers <laughs> or name any names. But it was this guy. Yeah, it was me. Um, and so we had to end the end the cast abruptly. However, um, we've uh, we've decided to kind of rather than just leave you on tender hooks, we've decided to to round it off a little bit. Um, so the last thing we were talking about, Lee was talking about case guitars. Um, and Lee's actually, uh, really funnily, on the on the way back from um, from where, like, where, where we're in the car, going back on the on the tube, uh, back to normality, Lee caught with the guy from case guitars. Uh, so I think uh, Lee was really, um, really uh, enthusiastic about uh, sharing some, some more stuff about those guys. So we are going to pick that up on one of our next casts, uh, and in fact, actually, I um, I, I was um, on Instagram uh, the day after the the event, and Stuart Tate of Tate Effects shared a picture of some of the case guitars, and I am absolutely kicking myself that I didn't get a chance to go see them because they look amazing. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah, so I, I got to see that. So yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say check it out. Uh, I mean, there was um, 
a couple of guys, uh, Stuart from uh, Stuart from Tight Effects, um, Phil from um, Pedal Patch as well, um, and there was another couple who I can't can't remember. Um, that shared like uh, kind of their their highlights of the event. And I think both of them had um, the uh, SMP guitars and uh, case guitars on as well, um, which is pretty fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll do a little feature on them. Um, Will. Oh yeah. Cases. Hey. Hey. Yes. Hey. Cases. Not yeah, quite as smooth as segue as it was before. Yeah. No, it was really yeah. smooth on the but, audio, but it was midway through the transition before when you were like, "Uh oh, I need to go." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. So yes. yeah, speaking of cases. <laughs> Yeah, one of the best things that I saw at the show, um, I've actually got their card, um, was the Wolfmeister cases. Now, yeah. these were how I describe them as soft, hard cases. Yeah. Um, so when we first went up to the stand, they had a Strat, uh, sorry, a, a Squire guitar in this case. And yeah. they were like, oh, we're just going to, Put it in this case, and then he threw it on the floor, just yeah. in front of us. Yeah, no, like, not not like a just, gentle play. What just does happened? It? it it weren't like a like a gentle no. throw. It was an actual full on pelting it onto the floor. Yeah, yeah. And then he picked it back up, opened it, and the the squire had not even moved in the case. Yeah, which was like absolutely incredible. So. One of the great things and the thing that caught my eye was they do this kind of like stitching that was very like Incan and like South yeah. American sort of feeling. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, that is, that's a really cool soft case. Not realizing that this case was like incredible like technology. And they were describing it to us where yeah. it was very similar to how car suspension works. And that was fascinating to hear. Yeah, they're um, saying how so, like, the, the sides kind of... Um, they're they're the bit that takes the impact, and it kind of they yeah. they crumple in on, on each other to to absorb any uh, any of the the energy that that in yeah. a usual soft case would be transferred to neck snap. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so they they recommend that the cases be used for van. Uh, for any car, you know, travel day to day sort of use. Um, yeah. We talked to them after. Uh, as well, um, and they they said that a, as a solution for flying, they're working with Pelicase. Yeah. Uh, sorry, with uh, Pelican for, yeah. with the Pelicases um, uh, to be able to fit two of their lovely cases, the hand woven cases, um, in one box that you could fly with. And I thought that was fantastic uh, because I know a lot of players are using like the N key cases and stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot of TSA agents, especially in the US, um, come across those and go, oh, that's weird. And it raises, you know, the hairs on the, their back. But a Pelican case, they yeah. see hundreds of those going through airports or across the US. Um, so I would think that is a fantastic solution. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you take it out of the case at the gig, your guitars are still protected in something at the gig. They don't need to go back in the big thing. Yeah, which is I mean, really it, cool. It gives you the the option then of um, like doing a long haul flight with the uh, with the, the the massive hard case, and then when you're on the road mm. touring, you could potentially put the put the flight cases in storage, and then have yep. those in the back of a van for yeah. for your your tour to really save yeah, on space. Exactly. 
because the thing that the the thing that struck me about these cases is they they were thinner than a lot of soft cases. Oh yeah, I mean they were about um only I I think it was like a centimeter or two either side of the guitar. Yeah, and it was. It was incredible to see how thin they were and how strong it was. Oh, um, Wolfie, um, the head designer um, at Wolfmeister <laughs> Cases, they were. He he was saying I could take a hammer to this and it would be fine. And he was punching the case with the guitar <laughs> in it. Yeah. He's and just it standing there punching it while he's talking to you. Yeah, these are. Yeah, these all take a beating. Boom, boom, boom. It's yeah. definitely good for getting some aggression out. That's for sure. Indeed. I mean. <laughs> Just he he's eccentric, like a, an eccentric man in the, the the most awesome possible way. Oh yeah, uh, a bit like uh, sure. a bit like Mike Matthews of uh, EHX. Oh yes, that guy. He had a bit that of that guy. vibe. Wait, he going didn't on. have a cigar in his mouth. No, that's but for sure. He definitely had that vibe going on where you think this yeah. guy is potentially a little unhinged, but he's just so cool. Uh, it's, it, it's unhinged in the right way. Yeah, it's exactly that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. I must admit, like, oh, because it was it was towards the the real arse end of the show. I was ready mm. to just walk past and go uh, go go home. But you, your ride being caught by this uh, this bold kind of uh, Aztec uh, yeah. uh, Native American pattern. Um, yeah. And I'm glad that I'm glad that I, I, I stuck around because it was it was an amazing demonstration. Just it was how I, I think the really cool thing about them was that they um he was saying that there are mistakes in every weave yeah. because someone is doing it. We are paying a real person to hand weave these cases. Yeah, and like yeah, that brings the price up, of course. But that's such a cool vibe. There's there's something about like the the non machined like products that I, I'm really kind of getting into at the moment. Yeah. It's like a real person did that. And that little bit of character is there now. Yeah. And we, we were having a little bit of a chat about this um, at the show as well, weren't we? About how mm-hmm. it, it would be easy to go out and, and drop uh, a good couple of grand on, on like the, the newest Fender custom shop or, or a, a like, uh, a Memphis Gibson or or, or, yeah. or whatever, but being able to sink that money into like a, a company that's that's on home soil just gives you that that extra kind of feel good about it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's especially like you know local businesses. I think they were. He was saying the cases were Australian. Yeah. I think they, that's where he said they were from, from memory. Actually, I've got the card. It is, the phone number is a plus six one international phone code. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's on a postcard. Australia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But, but yeah, well, the colonies count, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, te- technically. Hi, guys. Will here from Pedalboards of Doom. You're here with Wolfie and your awesome cases. Can you tell us about it? Uh, yes, so the Wolfmeister cases. We spent uh, the last two years developing the product. Yeah. Uh, this is actually, this event here is our official launch. Oh, really? Worldwide. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the company is located in Perth, Western Australia. All our cases are completely handmade. Yeah. Uh, come in different styles, full leather, uh, 
this is a tweet case. Uh, our standard model is actually this canvas material. Okay. Was it kind of like a denim canvas sort of feel? It's a very heavy canvas, Ooh, 25 yeah. ounces. Yeah. They're completely handmade. Yeah. Um, leather? All, leather, all, all yeah. hand stitched, hand cut. The interior here, we, we offer different interiors. So this interior is completely handmade, so hand woven. You see there are little mistakes in there. That's because someone sits there yeah. weaving and, it. And they make the mistakes. Yeah. It's such a cool vibe. Uh, we also offer uh, uh, velvet interiors in, in different colors, actually. We have a patent pending for our protection system. Yeah. So the guitar is strapped in with two straps, so it doesn't move at all. When you close it, you see how tight the cases around the guitar and it works like a suspen suspension system in a car actually yeah. so you can actually if you want to film that you can actually throw the case with the guitar in it wow. uh, I don't think that's oh. gonna break it somehow you could hit it with a hammer and it's still and we open it, back up. it completely protects the guitar because we have different layers of different density materials yeah. that work actually as the suspension system. Yeah, so the guitar after uh, So the guitar that. moves a little bit, but you see the body didn't move at all. So it's completely protected. Handmade, uh, handmade quality, sorry. Um, and uh, a level of protection you wouldn't find in any other gig case or any other case. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we talked about uh, the Wolfmeister stuff. Um, I think we had a little bit of a chat about the SMP. Uh, telly, but I don't think yes. we. Uh, I don't think we quite finished up on that one. I don't know. I can't yeah. remember. Either way, I'm going to mention it again. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, I've I've looked at the picture since, and and since then I've subs uh, subscribed, not subscribed, uh, followed on Instagram uh, SMP guitars um, because they're just just amazing. Like I uh, I I'd posted yeah. up on. Um, on, on one of his pictures, just how his guitar had me get like doing proper stank face, and you know that it's a good guitar when that happens. Well, I said I don't remember if I said this when we were talking about it before on the cast, but you, I have I have this rule when you're trying out gear is the longer it takes for you to talk in between playing the more you <laughs> like the gear and what i mean by that is the the amount of time you're sat silent just enjoying the visceral experience of yeah. an instrument or a pedal or a piece of gear talking to you like it, it, yeah. the guitarist or artist in you and it's just like this is so right and it's at that moment where that instrument becomes an extension of yourself yeah and yeah sorry to get all like you know metaphysical with you but no it's yeah so good, man. like i saw you in that moment and i was like that is a man who is at peace right now yeah 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 it, and it, it was definitely that it was the case of like trying to figure out numbers and trying to figure out like how can i afford this <laughs> uh so. how many months do i need to eat pot noodle for this to uh for this to work out it is exactly that <laughs> yeah so you yeah, I don't know. I've got to, I've got to do some number crunching and see, see what can, mm. what we can work out now. Because I, I did like those SMP um, guitars. Um, yeah, I mean, if I catch them around again, I'm going to try more of them as well. Because I only tried the Tele. 
Oh yeah, we need to try that. Um, oh, I've forgotten the name now. It's been a couple of days. The iCore, yeah, that iCore standard model, yeah, looked really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And hopefully, um, I'll, I'll manage to put some of the interview um, in where previously we were kind of fumbling around the names, so we, yes. we can get a little bit, uh, a little bit more decent in, um, information on that. Uh, mm. I think that's probably where we're going to wrap up. Uh, so, yeah, hope, hopefully, because I've I've not done any of the editing yet. But what what we're kind of planning on doing is is having um, this podcast interspersed with uh, li- just little snippets from the interviews, which you can then catch the full versions up on the um, the pedal boards of Doom YouTube channel, and they'll be coming out pretty soonish. I don't know. That's that's down to you, Will. So. Uh, uh yes yeah good luck <laughs> yeah i think it'll be fine to be honest so uh, hopefully it should just be put the clips in the timeline and then match up the audio and we should be good to go um uh just a bit of housekeeping between you and i i'm gonna need your pedalboard of doom like the little intro card <laughs> ah yes yeah uh, uh, yeah uh, i'm gonna need that i can sort that <laughs> we can sort that out later don't worry, yeah don't worry about that um yeah. so uh as our usual sign outs um if you want to catch us online, uh, there's the Pedal Boards of Doom uh, Facebook group, which you absolutely must be part of if you aren't already, which, I mean, it's an absolutely massive community. So chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably part of Pedal Boards of Doom anyway. And we've also got the Fret Talk podcast um, Facebook group, which is uh, in Facebook groups, just type in Fret Talk podcast. So we come up pretty easily. Um, myself, you'll find me at um facebook instagram youtube uh slash budget pedal chap or at budget pedal chap whichever one you're using and will will would you like to do some plugs i would if that's okay yeah it's not a problem um you can follow the things that i create um at a rocket complex on youtube and instagram that is my band we have a new single coming out in the next three months so it's really fun to say that um, it's a really cool story um it's called freshen up it's a ballad for the guys who tried to sell you cologne in the club bathrooms <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> nice that's a very yeah. niche uh, ballad but oh I'm yeah you know oh everyone's gonna have a ballad out there and there's a ballad for someone yeah <laughs> this one is for those um, guys yeah yeah, and you can find me personally at, at ARC Will Powell, Twitter, Facebook, etc., etc. Beautiful. Uh, and I think for Lee, who was here but now potentially uh, abducted by aliens or uh, taken away yeah, by. That's what he, the Area 51 happened, the raid happened, they got pissed off, so they were going we're gonna to steal one very important, very specific human, <laughs> and it was Lee. Yeah, yeah. His name got drawn out of a hat, and it's just a whole kerfuffle. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll be able to get the papers signed and everything sorted, and we'll get him back by next time. Oh, it's just so much bureaucracy and red tape. Oh, oh yeah, when you're dealing with you know interplanetary relations, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh dear, it's degenerated. I think. Uh, I think oh, it, it is, already has. It's definitely time to to sign off. Uh, so for Lee, you can find him at he's he does a load of work with Tonepedia, um, which uh, a lot of the stuff he shares in uh, the Pedalboards of Doom uh, group as well. Well worth a check out because it's something that you can 
have like just on your mobile and just like do some interactive demos and check them out. Uh, he's also one of the one of the guys who does uh, the YouTube stuff on Pedalboards of Doom, along with myself. And now uh, Mr. Will over there as well. I'm, I'm pointing. Oh yes, I'm pointing yeah. a, a picture of you, the 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 live picture. Um, yeah, but this is a podcast. People won't be able to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's well, they'll definitely be able to see me on Pedalboards of Doom very soon. Yeah, beautiful. There you go, swinging it back around. I like the yeah. fact that you uh, you pulled me back from my tangent. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, from myself, uh, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, I'm going to I'm going to say thank you all for listening and making it to the end of this absolute monster cast, which I assume will come in well over the hour mark now. Uh, from Will and from the absent, abducted Mr. Lee Pedalboardum. It will be a tatty boy and good night for this week. Tara a bit. Adios. See ya. Nice, dude. It's lovely that was. That was fun. I love podcasting, man.